0: we're picking up in the 19th chapter of matthew we got down through verse 9 and um, we started that discussion there on uh, marriage and adultery and all that sort of thing and i really want to expand on that whole concept of adultery and as it relates to marriage because there is so much more to adultery and i and i think more ways to be in an adulterous relationship that go beyond the idea of sexual infidelity. Um, so, you know, I, I want to talk about that a little bit. Not, not, quite frankly, not sure in some cases where I may be headed with this. I may chase a couple rabbits, but I do want to discuss it a little more because marriage, you know, this day and age is, um, is a problem. Uh, Marriage is not a problem. It's our attitude towards marriage that's a problem because you look around in society today and marriage is so disrespected, I guess is a good word for it. Um, There's just a growing number of people who just have no real uh, respect, uh, no real inclination towards, uh, you know, being faithful to one another uh, and, and regarding the institute of marriage and the, the conduct that I see um, by people who, you know, are, are getting married, um, people who are supposed to be um, are, are, um, the people we look up to, our examples and so on. Um, And in people that we see before us all the time, especially in Hollywood, um, there's just no concept of uh, fidelity there. Um, It's just, I don't know, frankly, I don't even know why they marry one another. I I don't know what the point is because they marry and divorce so often. Um, And even when they are married, there's open relationships and, and that sort of thing. They're they're, in my opinion... They're not really married, and, and I don't want to give disrespect to the to the the ceremonial aspect of it because I think ceremony is important. You know, to to it's kind of like salvation and baptism. You know, baptism is important because you're making a statement about something that you've that you know something you've done in your heart that you have yielded your life to Jesus Christ and accepted him as your Savior, and so you want everybody to know that and that's what marriage is. You want everybody to know and see that you are committed to one another and you plan on living your life as one. That's what marriage is supposed to be, but I don't see a lot of people, um, I, I, maybe a lot of people is not the proper term, but I, I, I think the majority of people, just based on the divorce rate these days, don't really see marriage as a lifelong commitment. Um, I'm not quite sure what they do see it as but they certainly don't enter into it understanding that it really is for better or for worse because as soon as the for worse comes along they bail Um, that's just so common these days and and of course you have the relationships where people just move in together and live together and so they can come and go as they please and 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 that sort of thing but let's let's talk about uh, adultery Uh, a little bit more. Um, there's a couple other words that you see here and there in Scripture that are translated as adultery. Uh, there's a word called, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it this right, Shammai, and it has to do with adultery only, and then there's a Hillel, which is basically anything that destroys unity. And uh, that's what I kind of want to think about here, and especially in, in the concept of that makos word that says it's, it's it means apostate. You know, when we stand before God and we make a pledge to one another, you know, God becomes a part. It's, it's not a two-way thing. It's a three-way thing. You're forming a triangle. You're pledging before God to love one another, but you're pledging to love God more. Well, see, in an adulterous situation, uh, if you become unfaithful to your spouse, you are also becoming unfaithful to God. And that's where the whole apostate concept comes in. Um and, and you know, but, but, but we see these situations today, you know, we're, uh, you know, just having an open and free relationship. And you see people wife swapping and husband swapping, whatever you want to call it, I guess, to be politically correct. Um, you know, but it's, it, it's, it's adultery and, it's, and really it's, it's apostasy because it's a violation of what what marriage is supposed to be. But going back to this concept of anything that destroys unity, um, you know, there's there's a lot of ways you can destroy your marriage other than just um, adultery and cheating on your spouse. And, and we brought up the idea of abuse. Um, scripture doesn't really address that. Um, but, th- I mean, that, it, it does talk about how you're supposed to treat one another. So... Indirectly, it does address it because you're not behaving as Scripture uh, directs you to. Um, And and so, you know, I I think it goes without saying that abuse is in violation of Scripture because it's in violation of the directive that you're given as far as behavior towards one another is concerned. Um, And so that's a situation that destroys that special bond that you're supposed to have with your spouse, um, and, and and I think, in my mind, anyway, um, you know, when he says adultery is a, is a justifiable reason for divorce, um, there are things that basically I would classify as an apostate apostate situation that become justifiable. Um, and I think it's become more prevalent, maybe, nowadays than it used to be. I don't, I don't know, I guess. I don't have any facts to back that up. I do know that it happens an awful lot. And if you're in a situation where abuse is prevalent and it can't be corrected, um, you, you can't continue to exist in that situation. It's unsafe. Uh, I, I, I can't in my heart, advise people to go back into a situation like that when there are no precautions or guarantees that they're going to be safe. Um, you know, justifiable, you know, when you think about that term, I, I think of it, of course, in terms of salvation because, you know, when, we, when we're when we saved, we're justified. And that old concept or, or way of describing justify is just as if. It never happened, you know. Our sins are forgiven, just as if they never happened. Um, well, you know, in a marriage situation, when you when you make that commitment to one another, um, and then you go against that commitment, you're living just as if the commitment was never made. And so, the things that you do that violate that relationship in some ways I think become justifiable um, and you know like I said there, there there are different ways to be able to do that um, so you know I don't want to go into all I, I think every case has to be I guess looked at on its own merits you know on a case by case basis but you know, there, there are justifiable reasons that I would classify as an adulterous situation, even though it's not sexual infidelity, it's still a form of infidelity, and it's, it's a form of apostasy. And so you find yourself in those situations. In verse 10, it says, His disciples say to him, If the case of the man be so with his wife, it's not good to marry. And so they're saying, you know, if you have a justifiable situation that, that you know, that breaks that, that union that you have that, that, that becomes an apostate kind of situation, maybe a person would be better off before they get married to think about whether or not they should get married because it's not necessarily for everybody. In verse 11 he says, "...but he said unto them, All men cannot receive this saying, save they of whom it is given." And he goes into this thing in verse 12 about eunuchs, for there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb, and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He that is able to receive it, let him receive it. Um, You you know, he's saying, look, I I realize, you know, a, a young person, you know, they reach, you know, that age where they yearn for the companionship. And I know all the things that your body goes through and your mind goes through when you're young. And it's hard to be rational during those years. And then, you know, the older you get, the more rational you become. But, but then you've already made lifelong commitments. But if it were possible, I mean, you know, these are things that really should be considered. Um with regard to that relationship that, you know, I think everybody should think about the relationship with the Lord um, more thoroughly. And the life decisions that you make as you're growing into adulthood and how they're gonna impact your relationship with the Lord. I mean, if you if you decide to get married and you decide to buy a house and you decide to choose a, an occupation, that's going to be um, uh, time-consuming and it requires a certain amount of dedication, and so those are all things that impact the time and the dedication you're going to have to God. And so you need to seriously consider whether or not marriage is or is not for you, um, you because those are the kind of things that can end up creating an unlivable situation. Um, You know, because because of sin, I mean, we're all sinful creatures. And even though we're born-again believers in Jesus Christ, we still live in a sinful body. And, you know, we can put ourselves into a situation that makes marriage very difficult and makes marriage become a hindrance. And I'm not speaking against marriage because God designed us, you know, a man and a woman to be compatible. And obviously, you know, without a man and a woman joining together, You know, there's no uh, reproduction and mankind would cease to exist. But I think, as he points out here, that there are still some that perhaps marriage is not for you. Maybe it's not the thing that you should consider because maybe you really need to consider more your dedication to God because sin can put us in a situation that can become irreconcilable and you know sometimes we get that that way and i you know i've i've done weddings for people that have been divorced and i know a lot of preachers don't do that but i i do depending on the circumstances i have again case-by-case thing because i feel that as sinful creatures we're going to make mistakes and we're going to do things like that and maybe you've gone through a divorce um, but there's a point that you know when you have to sit back and say yeah i really messed up and Maybe I, I was wrong. Um, maybe I should never have done this. Whatever the situation is, at some point you have to get past it. At some point you have to start fresh. At some point you have to decide that, okay, I messed up. I, I made this mistake. I know that because of it, there's going to be limitations in my life. You know, I have to place restrictions on myself as a result of that. But I want to serve God. Now I've turned, I've really, you know, I've, I've really rededicated my life to Christ and I really want to serve him. And I think there's a point where you have to say, okay, I, I messed up. God, does that, does, does that mean I can never serve you? Does that mean I can never be of value? At some point we have to decide it's time to start fresh in order to serve God. And I think Moses and even Paul and you know some of these patriarchs that we look to recognize that and realize that yeah we're sinful creatures and we mess up and we make the mistake these mistakes and even though they're not what God would have wanted for us maybe we didn't do what maybe we didn't make the decision we should have but don't beat yourself up you know if you screwed up you you messed up get over it. If you're going to serve God, the only thing you can do is move forward. You can you can't go in the past and serve Him. You have to serve Him in the future. And so you have to decide, Lord, you know, repent of your sin, acknowledge it, ask God to forgive you, because He will, especially if you really want to serve Him and, and, and move forward. And you know, if marriage, then a second marriage or a third marriage or whatever it is is for you. Then, you know, move forward and let God use you in, in whatever capacity. He has designed for you from that point on, you know, God's never at a loss for what to do. He always knows. He's always got a plan. So, you know, put a past, put it behind you. Get over it, right or wrong. It doesn't matter. Just serve God. Move forward. Thank you for listening. Uh, We'll pick up, I guess, on verse 13 next time. Thank you. God bless.